Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend, Mike Nelson, has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a one of a kind. I'm telling you. This is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me. Because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky. Us collectors, us movie fans, we want the good stuff and Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, not only does Ghostbusters Proton Packs and Proton Pack Parts, he's getting into Ninja Turtles weapons coming later this year. He's got amazing prop displays, custom displays for your prop replicas. These things are huge. It's hard sometimes. You don't know even how to put it on a shelf. Mike at Carnivorous Creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be. So... Check out CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You can also find them at Carnivorous Creations on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them yes, have some podcasts sent you. And get yourself into a brand new Ghostbusters Proton Pack. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Welcome to the show. I don't want to be the one to break the news to everybody, but this is episode 200. What? Of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Holy shit. I noticed that in the planning stages of tonight's episode. So happy anniversary, happy 200 episodes. And really, the world's never been more calm I think we've done a lot to make the world, put the world in a better place. This is yeah. everything, yeah. everything happening right now is a direct result of us <laughs> lasting. I saw people blaming cats and saying that life has been weird since cats came out. The movie? Yeah. Um, hey, I, I got excited yesterday, but I got excited yesterday because I was looking on like voodoo and it had cats available for like, uh, sometimes voodoo will have movies like, um, you know, ahead of schedule, like you can get it early. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, am I renting cats tonight? But uh, then uh, it was like, you can go ahead and buy it, but it's not available to rent until uh, April the 7th. Okay, so April the 7th, we're going to have a uh, Facebook group therapy cats group watch. because <laughs> just all watch yeah, cats. I want to see I mean, that for the sole reason of like, it's apparently a train wreck. You guys, are, like you guys are assuming the earth will exist on April 7th? If, not that. <laughs> we can make it to April 7th. We can make it to April 7th. Maybe. Um, listen, uh, 
I think there's a lot happening in the world and everybody knows what's happening. So um, why don't you check in with us and see how we're feeling? Here's the thing. I made a pact a long time to myself. That sentence was bad. <laughs> I made a pact a long time to myself. Um, no, no, no. A long time ago when we started this podcast, I said in the event of an asteroid or a nuclear war or a pandemic that would not stop us from recording the podcast. And honestly, out of the three pandemic, nuclear war and asteroid, I I think I'd rather have the pandemic. Yeah. I think Skype is actually our like most difficult adversary. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Skype is the biggest. (laughs) Yes. Skype Skype is the biggest issue. The biggest threat against, um, yes, have some existence, but yeah. I mean, I think that all the stuff that's going on right now just makes me want to sit down and talk more and hang out more. It was actually kind of nice this weekend while the news was breaking. We had Jake, you were up here. John, our buddy, was um, over here. And we had Hal and our friend Mike. So, oh, I can hear myself now. That's nice. John, our buddy. John, our buddy. And yeah, I know it was nice to have everybody kind of around while this information was spreading, I guess. Um, Well, last week we we did our end of the world episode, but... Things have gotten much worse since then. But before we go any further, I want to throw it to Jake. Jake, we spent the whole weekend together. How uh, how are you doing? How are you coping? Are you stressed? Are you fine? You said in Valdosta, uh, people don't seem to be getting the memo maybe as much as other cities. Dude, Valdosta, it's very weird because like, so we we started getting the news while we were all hanging out, but it didn't really it didn't really start getting weird or really bad until like that last day. And more specifically, like uh, in between my drive home from your house to Valdosta, there was like massive updates and cities basically like shutting down and stuff like that. Um, I get to Valdosta and I go to work the next day and it's like, nobody here knows what's happening. It feels like I'm in the twilight zone. And it's like everything in Valdosta is still open. Uh, nobody like I went to work and uh, I was like discussing it with my coworkers and they're like, why would we close? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, because we're tattooing um, people during a pandemic and that probably doesn't seem good. I don't know. Uh, none of my appointments have tried to reschedule. I have like full appointments for the next couple of weeks. Nobody has reached out to try to reschedule. I've had multiple people still trying to make appointments. Um, and it seems that like nobody in this area is worried about spending money on a tattoo when it's possible they might get stuck in their house for, for a couple weeks. Or I went to the gro- immune system. It's like- we, yeah. Lower. Yeah. Having an opened wound. I went to the grocery store and there were some things that were like, uh, out. Um, but it was like a normal day at the grocery store. There wasn't a whole lot of people in there. It wasn't packed. It just seems like uh, everything's fine here. I don't know. I think uh, remember after somehow Valdosta's busier. Yeah, it's, people are going out more. Remember after nine eleven, uh, it was like the worst thing you could do is stay home and not live your life. They yeah. were like trying to like they were like if you. If you don't go to the movies, the terrorists win. And people are like just adopting that same thing. Like, well, we're not going to let this virus win. Yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> I'm going to GameStop. <laughs> Dude, you can only go to GameStop. I, I was telling my dad that on the phone today. That's kind of like, it's funny, but it's messed up that they're staying open and making all their employees like operate just as normal. 
I'm not going to call them. Well, I guess I'm calling them out. Oh, we've called point. GameStop out so many Even times. Even though at some point we might go visit one. <laughs> yeah, You're I'm going to go. We're going to go buy one. I took a, one. There's a, I live about a block away from the college, and um, there's a little park right over there. And today I was like, hey, I'm going to walk to the park. Less than half a mile from my house. It's right in the middle of town. Uh, there's like a little stream and there's never anything in that stream except like minnows and a turtle. And I was in there today and there was an alligator in there. Dude. And I was like, I was like, nature's taking over. It is. There's always. Jake, there's all all- of, sorry, I'm just going to say it. I've been craving uh, Annihilation. I feel like watching that movie. It's like there's flowers that are blooming outside. Like all the animals are raining and people are staying in and nature's taking over. I like Did it. you guys so see the animals like, are raining? Yeah, well, because I was outside oh, with raining, my cats. Like raining. R-E-I-G-N. But yeah, like raining. Did you guys see like the, the, like the canals of Venice or whatever? You can see the, because the pollution the down. Fir- yeah, like for the first time because there's no people in it, you, it's clear and you can see it. And they're saying like fish and dolphins are returning to the – there hasn't been fish or wildlife in there in a long time. And now it's like full of dolphins and The shit. Loch Ness Monster just showed back up. He's like, I'm here. <laughs> here I am. Dude, he's going to make an appearance. He's going to be like, now's my time. Social distance. Keep away. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So listen, uh, everything's crazy and everything's insane. And there's really no way of knowing um, how uh, how – long it's going to last there's every here's the thing you read one thing and it's like oh my god we're this is going to be like this for 18 months and then you read another thing that's like well maybe it'll be like six weeks the the real answer is nobody knows we're all going to take it one day at a time and adapt as needed but we are not going to stop podcasting uh until they shut the internet down and and uh the purge siren goes off um this is a really good time for me to repitch my uh, spinoff of the purge misdemeanor purge where all misdemeanors for 24 hours are legal. You just, people are jaywalking, uh, uh, spray painting things. Mm. Just, you don't like that one? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. You're upset that I'm I was- upset because I was trying to play uh Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Well, the- we legally can't do that. I don't want to get flagged. All right. You know what? You can play it. No, I can't. It actually didn't. (laughs) didn't I couldn't find it. Helplessly hoping here again. There it goes. Ah, there we go. Just a little little background music. A little light music while while Jake explains to us why we should be worried about (laughs) what's happening. It's the song from Annihilation. (laughs) Oh, 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 okay. All right, turn that shit off. Okay, so. I liked it. Anyways, thank you for that serenade. Um. So it's crazy, but we're going to keep podcasting. We're going to keep going. And uh, listen, this week's a little bit worse than last week. Last week, it was like, whoa, the NBA canceled and Tom Hanks has coronavirus. And this week, it's like everything in the country is shut down except for Valdosta. And yeah, they don't care. hopefully next week, it'll be like, oh, things are getting a little bit better. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Here's hoping. God, we're going to look back at this episode a year ago. This this is like when we uh, when Answer the Call came out and we were all positive. Then it's a year, great. And a year later, we were like, what? what? We're going to look back a year from now and be like, wow, listen how dumb we sound. Like, things are, we're going to be wearing hazmat suits and gas masks. Like, oh, things are going to be better next week. <laughs> we're going to be like Desmond down in the hatch. <laughs> I've thought about that. I'm like, I need to get an exercise bike <clears throat> so that I can, you know. Exercise. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've done yoga. Uh, how Real talk, and then we'll move on. How's everybody's actual stress levels? I feel like I'm handling this better than I would have expected. I can have a panic attack at any moment on a regular day where things are fine. 
Dude, honestly, like when I was in Atlanta and it was towards the last of it and right when I got home, I was a little stressed out about it. But dude, honestly, I woke up today and hung out and for most of the day just forgot it was even a thing. That's the trick. Yeah, that's what I read, especially. As I was like, just like watching TV and like even I went out to the gas station and it's just like it's just everything's the same here. Nothing. There's no indicators except for what people are posting like on Facebook. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just, if you clear your feet whatever. out, you can I clear your head out. World. Yeah. Yeah. Although you lost your job. I did. I'm, un- I'm filing for unemployment right now. Um, yeah. during the podcast, that's <laughs> no, the, I actually have the to wait till, like the wee hours of the morning because it's did been you, so like, busy. Did you like lose it a hundred percent or when they open back up, do you have your job back? Yeah, that's what it'll be like. If, okay, okay. Yeah. Whenever the restaurants just, no, in yeah. Atlanta open back up, I'll, I'll be going back to work. But for now. I'm just doing right. podcasting <laughs> and filing for unemployment. It doesn't, and it that doesn't pay very yeah. well. No, it doesn't. Yes. Uh, everybody's podcast paychecks in the mail. <laughs> it's uh, I sent it. Podcast bailout. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast industry needs a bailout. Uh, it's fine. We're going to have some fun. Okay, cool. So um, before we get started, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, the weekend we had together. We've been doing some. We've listen. You guys ready for this? The quarantine barge. That's Uh-oh. what we've been doing. I never thought we'd have that barge. That's a rare form of purchasing toys, but we've been doing it. Yeah. We started I doing it. I barged before I knew there was a quarantine, though. Yeah. I, before, I, I barged before, during, and after I knew that there was a... Hey, <laughs> I do... You know what? Speaking of, and speaking of stress... I tried to buy something today and I set an alarm for it on eBay. I set the alarm last night because it wasn't going to be uh, ending until this evening. Okay. And then I realized uh, about an hour too late that I uh, set it about an hour too late. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, my alarm, my alarm went off and then I jumped on eBay to go do the bidding and I I'm like, where's, where's it at? It's not my watch list. Where is it? I searched for it and it's like, Oh, you missed on this item by an hour. And I'm like, Oh, I I set my clock. What was it? It was a rare Mm. movie promotional bendable action figure. Is it a bend It was it a bend four inches tall, 1993 from a little movie called, the leprechaun it's the only it's the only like official leprechaun figure it was a promotional thing um they are very rare and i'm looking at one on ebay right now for 285 dollars or best offer they're always expensive the one that i was watching had one bidder so it sold for its lowest bid which was 50 bucks wow (laughs) and you missed it and I missed it. Shit. Is that why you called me today? To uh, Jake, I want to tell a story. I got two quick stories. First, I want to tell this quick one. Then I want to talk about the bendums at Toy Fair because I don't think we ever talked about them. Um, Jake called me today. He was like, hey, I need to run something by you. And I was like, oh, this is serious. We're in a quarantine. This is going to be serious. <laughs> and he was like, um, there's this new Godzilla print dropping on Mondo tomorrow, and I need your help to get it. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> nothing's different everything's the same yeah everything is still the same it, we got this like actually a, oh continue 
this uh, you don't want to talk over me. Uh, oh, this did. Are we all being cautious? Yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> this this didn't actually happen until about five o'clock, and I was getting ready to call you and tell you about it, but then you texted saying, "Hey, are we podcasting at seven? And I was like, "Oh, I guess we are podcasting at seven. I'll talk about it then. Uh, there you go. There we go. So you missed out on the auction. That pot of gold yeah. is eluding you. Uh, yeah, so yeah it sounds say. like there was some tricks going on with your phone alarm. <laughs> yeah, kid. are you sure you made a mistake, or did the leprechaun show up and <laughs> fuck with your alarm? That had to be it. That's uh, possible. Lyndon Porco flew in from Canada against government regulations, <laughs> and he messed with your phone. Um, Abby, yeah, Bendems, yeah, Toy Fair. We went into the Bendems booth at yeah. Toy Fair. Take Entire us- time, I thought they were the Stretch Armstrong dolls. <laughs> I didn't, there's no, they're not, they are different, but yeah, I wasn't. They're they're similar. Are they? Yeah. I mean, they don't. I don't think so. Stretch Armstrong's literally stretch yeah, they're in like very, a completely various different material. ways. You can pull them apart. Bendems just bend. Just kind of barely bend. They barely bend. Bendems yeah. are bend a little bit. They should call them barely bendems. Yeah, exactly. Like Stretch Armstrong, you've got full control. You can do whatever you want with them. Bendems, it's like a little bit. A little bit. Do a little change. So take us to the uh, experience that we had at the Bendems booth. Well, we were walking around Toy Fair and everybody was being really nice to us in the booths. And we hadn't yet realized that that was because... <laughs> They're really nice till they find... The, what do you guys do? We have a podcast. <laughs> when they realize oh. we're not buyers, then it's like, oh. Okay, so well, what's your like, podcast? It's not like then they would have talked to us about other podcasts. Yeah, that was another thing. Okay, so you walk in. Yeah, I was drawn to the um, booth by... There was a Bob's Burgers Bendem poster. And I was like, oh, tight. They've got the Bob's Burgers license. Let me get a picture in front of this. And then go inside and check out what was going on. And there was their rep was there and he was like mid sandwich. He was eating and he also he also wanted to talk. He was a nice dude. He was super nice. Yeah. So we talked to him about he asked us like what he was like, so what bendums would you like? And I'm like, I want these ones that I see here. I like the Bob's Burgers one. I like that you have Nicktoons. Um, but yeah, I felt like we were like in the middle of a, of an actual like consulting session on Bendems. Well, here's the thing. Bendems kind of had a run of popularity in the mid nineties and specialized in, uh, like WWF and star Wars when both of those brands were like between, uh, like after Hasbro and before Jack's for WWF. And in that like downtime when nobody was making star Wars figures, all there had, there was just Bendems. And like, if you go to comic book shops now, you'll see like the weird, Luke Skywalker or Chewbacca Bendem figures. And now they're making a little bit of a comeback, kind of like the Mego figures are kind of mm-hmm. making, well, it's like a retro thing to, I don't know if you call the Mego thing a comeback. It's more like they came back to the target clearance, clearance section. <laughs> they are back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're can I point back. out something? Yeah. yeah. Can I point out something about this whole situation? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll let you, I'll let you explain it, Craig. All right. Wait, um, the international quarantine or the Bendems? This is still a Benham's thing. As we're having this little meeting, um, Craig says something to the guy about like, you know, I'm not really a huge Bendham's person, but this is where like what I would buy. This is where I would go. And there have been a couple times since that day at Toy Fair where there have been like jokes about Bendham's happening. Yeah. Bendham's. Now I want you to explain, Craig. What you went and did. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're all sitting around this weekend and uh, 
you get a package in the mail. And uh, as, as one does on the weekends when you're sitting around filming commercials for major soft drink uh, companies, this is what we do during quarantines. This package comes, I sit down, I opened it, and I go, oh, my toys are here. That's just like all I said. <laughs> and Jake had this curious, like, your eyebrow raised a little. You're like, oh, I heard, seems like Craig. Toys. Maybe Craig got some toys over there. And yeah. uh, I opened it up. I was like, oh, by the way, before you look at these, these are really dumb, like, toys. You're going to hate what's in here. You might stop mm-hmm. collecting toys altogether once you see what's in this yeah. package. And I did, yeah. And he sold all the toys. Um, no, no, no. It was a four Bendoms. <laughs> <laughs> four Bendoms. Uh, these are specifically from probably 1991, 1992. They are a set of, I believe, Burger King, Chicagoland area exclusive Chicago Bulls Bendoms. We've you got- bought vintage sports Bendoms. Yes. On- Were they released in uh, Burger King Kids Meals? I'm not 100% sure. I just know they were exclusive. Like, it was a regional thing only for the Chicago Bulls. Did not feature Michael Jordan. Could not get the Jordan likeness. He oh. had the McDonald's contract. But we do have Stacey King, John Paxson, Scottie Pippen, and Horace Grant. Now, I know none of that means anything to the two of you. But... I know Scottie Pippen. There you go. Um, when I was a kid, my stepmom, she only got me one of them. She brought me home the Stacey King one. And in my head, I was like, kind of dumb. I was like, oh, they only made... One of the worst player. That's that's what they did. But there was more. I think only four. Um, I got the set of four in package for $10 free shipping. Buy it now. So you might not appreciate the sports bendums, but you got to appreciate the good deal. I love it. I like the licensing sure. thing that they couldn't have Michael Jordan as part of it either. There was a lot of things that couldn't have Michael. Like, go. Have you ever played NBA would Jam? Ever, no, Michael Jordan. No. Nope. Would you ever get a Michael Jordan of the same scale from a different line and put him in there to complete it? Or is that like I mean, very there's against just, there's your collecting no habits? same scale as like an off brand Bendham. Oh. <laughs> hey, no. now I know <laughs> what you should have said when we were in the booth at Toy Fair when that guy asked us what we wanted out of Bendhams. <laughs> You should have said a Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I want a Michael Jordan Bendham. <laughs> um, so that's the big Bendham story. There it is. That, that's what cool. it is. So um, let's keep going. Let's talk about this weekend. We're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker here in a little bit, too. I know we've got, we all watched it. Abby, did you watch it? I, I fell asleep. Um, oh, it oh was boy. at the end what of What a our, glowing review. I know. Um, actually, <laughs> it kind of concerns me that I did. I think we're all going to kind of get into those feelings. But yeah, we... Um, <coughs> We watched it at the end of our filming weekend, so I was exhausted. But yeah, we made it to, I made it to about the halfway point and totally okay. fell asleep. Cool. Well, well, we'll get there. So let's talk about um, this weekend, kind of recap uh, what we had going on. So um, we uh, we did some more filming uh, for some uh, commercials that are going to be for Dr. Pepper Canada Dry, things of that nature. Um, our great friend, Jay Key, uh, group therapy member, fan of the podcast, friend of the podcast was supposed to be joining us. Uh, but due to travel restrictions and things going on, he wasn't able to, but, uh, we were on our own, as they say, uh, thank you to John, your uh, who, who Abby mentioned earlier flew in, um, bravely, bravely. And, uh, it was pretty brave of him to fly in. He didn't seem to care at all. No, He was happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came and helped us for the weekend, but before John got there, so so Jake gets up to uh, our place, what was it, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon? 
and immediately yeah. like before his bags hit the floor was like let's go let's go to the store let's go to the x plus store mm-hmm. i was like the what <laughs> there's an x plus store um jake i feel like you got it in your head somewhere a week or two ago that you had a mission to get into some very valuable very rare godzilla well, figures coming to atlanta well listen um we've talked about x plus figures a few times they are just one of the like top-notch godzilla figures they are kind of expensive but they're worth it they're just very the details are perfect they they are the best representation of of the characters and there are two stores in your area that as long as we've been going to those stores they've had them in in hand and they don't get new ones. It's just like they bought some and nobody ever buys them probably because, you know, the cheapest one is not cheap. Like they are expensive and they, they like, they range from anywhere to like 230 bucks to like 800, depending on which size you're getting and and which figure you're getting. It's just, it's ridiculous. But I've always wanted one or two, like, there's been a few here and there. And, um, I said, Hey, I'm buying one this weekend. I knew specifically the one I ended up buying, um, was on my mind. Cause I knew one of those stores had it, but I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. I'm buying. Let, let's go ahead and give credit where credits due to, uh, Dave's comics in Fayetteville, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, it's a good mm-hmm. store that it's been there a long time. Um, specialized. It's about half comics, half, uh, toys, some vintage, some new, kind of a good assortment of all, of all sorts of stuff. One but, quarter bowling. Oh yeah, it's also a There's bowling a bit of store. Bowling going on too. Uh, <laughs> and it's an interesting store. Dave's a nice guy. Uh, when when you buy stuff, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, that's how every store owner, <laughs> yeah, vintage collectible. Meaning. And then there's the other guy that works there, who's also a nice guy, and is just uh, don't ask him what the prices are, though. Ask Dave. <laughs> he doesn't know. There, there's a lot of ask good stuff in there, and I, I feel like. I feel like anytime we've gone to Dave's, I've bought something. And this time they had, it was weird because earlier in the day I was talking to you about that, um, that creative beast studios, the company that did the Kickstarter and and put out all the scientifically, scientifically accurate Raptor toys. Right. And then, uh, they're doing Ceratopsians. We've talked about all this, but we got to Dave's and he had about eight of the different Velociraptor toys. Not, they're not Velociraptors. They're just Raptors. They're and, Utah uh, Raptors. I don't. I, I think he did have the Utah Raptor. I thought I don't that know. was a um, sports thing. No, that's the Toronto Raptor. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, but he he had a bunch of those, and and those aren't like an in store product. And 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 for a second, I was like, oh, I guess I'm about to buy all of these. But um, you know, I went for the X Plus. Yeah, so what was it, the 1989 Godzilla? Great. Year. I got the night. Yes, 1989 Godzilla. It is uh, the Godzilla from specifically from the movie Godzilla vs. Biollante, which is one of the best and one of my favorites. Probably my number one favorite Godzilla movie. So let and me, uh, suit. Yeah. Let me, uh, anytime the three of us go out, like, we need to do a contest or a giveaway or something, a charity auction. This is going to sound like I'm very full of myself, but we need to bring a listener with us to experience yeah. what it's like to shop with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like need lunch to. with Larry David, but instead you get to go and barge with Wyatt. I was stressed. Yeah. Jake was stressed. This is how it always goes. All right. We walk into any given store. 
Abby immediately is like, I'm going to go find the shit nobody wants. Veer off. I veer off towards the uh, Star Wars prequel sections. <laughs> where I can wherever in the bottom buckets and bins is where yeah. I like to go. Jake's immediately looking at the high value Godzilla stuff. And as soon as I walk into the store, and this is any time we go shopping together, I bounce back and forth between the two of you doing kind of a... Sometimes you straight up disappear. Sometimes. Yeah. But in this case, I knew Jake, we were going to maybe have to do some haggling for some expensive vinyl Godzilla imports. Uh And I knew Abby was going to be trying to like buy stuff that literally nobody in the world wants, but it would be really important (laughs) for her. I usually go to like the section near the bowling area and go through the boxes that haven't been sorted through. And I'm like, is this stuff for sale yet? How much is this? Abby... Abby likes the kind of stuff that usually people are just like, oh, just take that. Yeah, that like journals that that are written in by like previous owners. Yeah, where is that? Collections of Farrah Fawcett clippings from newspapers We bought all that stuff. I have no idea where any of that stuff is. I don't know. Well, when I find it, I look at it like it's all new again. So I love it. Um, So I'm bouncing back and forth. I'm saying, hey, Abby, what are you checking out? Cool, cool. Let me know. if I act like I work there. I'm like, let me know if you have any questions. (laughs) I'll ask (laughs) Dave if you need anything. Um. So, Jake, you had your eyes on the Godzilla. Abby, what did you end up picking up? Uh, two things. One of them is a Star Wars Episode One Sith, Sith Speeder and Darth Maul with launching Sith probe droid. Very cool. Yeah, I love Darth Maul. I've got a sick Darth Maul t-shirt and jacket, so he's like one of my main collectible items from um, from the line. So, yeah, I got this. It's really cute. It's in package. I love the uh, the Star Wars Episode One packaging. I have a lot of that stuff in my detoffs and on top of my detoffs. I have two detoffs, by the way. I'm very proud of them. And I really like adding stuff to the collection. So I got this, which is reasonably small. And then I got a very large item, which was kind of controversial because we didn't know how much it was. Uh, it's the Star Wars Episode One Jumbo Stick-Ups uh, collectible like wall decorations, pre-cut reusable wall decorations. The original price was $14.98, marked down to a dollar ninety. <laughs> and first of all, I love this because like you see uh, there's a room set up to look like how you can display them. And they've got a little TV on uh, a school desk that looks just like the TV we have in our room with a VHS player and all that shit. So yeah, this is very cool. Um you can decorate the bedroom, playroom, any room, anywhere. <laughs> You can do anything you want with it. It's totally not been opened. There's a little bit of damage to the package, but whether I just keep this for displayability in the box or take them out and actually repurpose these stickers and like cover my refrigerator or do a project with them, it's just cool to have them. You've got a lot of vehicles. You've got Jar Jar and um, uh, Sabalba. Everybody. It's fucking tight. So (laughs) The guy who, the other guy that's not Dave, this was the controversial part. As soon as Abby starts walking up with these, Dave's lackey. These un unpriced items. The <laughs> guy, you can, t- you can tell he's getting stressed. He's getting stressed, and he's like, uh, "Dave, that girl." He just points at Abby. Goes, "That girl has some questions about the prices <laughs> of these things." And a Dave looked at the jumbo episode one stickers and immediately looks at him and goes, "Oh." We priced those yesterday. So unless there are two of them, you should know how much they are. The guy's just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> He's like Watto. Uh, Dave is like running his, uh, yeah. Yeah, his shop. It's fine. Uh, so fine. yeah, you got both of those. We yeah. paid like 40 bucks total. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a barge. I'd say they weren't cheap. Um, and I'd say that the sticker jumbo stickups are pretty rare. I have not seen those. Yeah, I've never seen those. So cool. Um, but that's not all, folks. No. Guess what? Cool. I did 
the first part of my little weekend barge at the uh, at Dave's Comics as well. Now, there's a little bit of backstory. Jake, before we left for the store, um, you were in the toy room at my house uh-huh. checking out the new shelves. And I, yeah. come on, you can compliment them if you want. They were fine. Thou shalt not covet <laughs> thy neighbor's shelves. Them, you know, but... Um, no, those shelves are beautiful. And I immediately was like, Hey, fuck you. Because now I want those. (laughs) So we're looking at some of my other stuff and I immediately point to my Batman animated series figures and my Batman detox shelf in general. And, and, uh, what, what did I say to you, Jake? I know I said, quote, quote, (laughs) this is an exact quote. I'm done with Batman. (laughs) Much you like- and I was like, and I was like, oh, because like, you know, I don't know, a month ago you told me that you were gonna do a deep dive and collect like the original line or whatever. And um and now you were like, yeah, you know, I just I got the figures I want. Uh you, you do have a good collection of Batman stuff, and and you were just like, Yeah, I think I'm content with it. But you literally said the words, I'm done with Batman. Cut to an hour and a half later. What are you doing? I am purchasing the Batman animated series DC collectibles Batcave diorama with Alfred. Alfred? Alfred. It's hard to know. I think it's Alfred. It's whatever you want it to be. Tomato, tomato. Except for nobody says tomato. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen. No one's ever. <laughs> nobody said that. says Alfred. Um, how is now? Is the tomato basil soup thick or thin? <laughs> the basil. Basil. Attack of the killer tomatoes. 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 Uh, here's the thing. There's a prison in the more ancient part of the world. Uh, I when this first came out like two years ago, I really wanted it, but I had not bought anything from the Batman animated series line at all. And I was like, you know what? I can't go down that road because if I buy this Batcave, all of a sudden I'm going to need the Batmobile and I'm going to need all the figures. And I just wasn't I wasn't committing to that at that point. Well, here's the thing, though. Making a giant proclamation announcement like I'm done with Batman is very similar to saying, like, I'm about to start my diet or I'm going to cup soda down or I'm going to (laughs) cut back on this. I'm done with pizza. It makes you immediately want to do it. Yeah. I'm not having any more pizza as I'm like calling Papa John's. Right. (laughs) After this. Um, I really wanted it when it came out. It sat at Oxford Comics and a couple of um, uh, comic book stores I go to for a while. And, you know, it's like the, it's a big item. Like every comic book store probably got two of them. And once they were sold, they were sold. They had it at the original selling price. They hadn't increased the price. Um, and now they go for a lot more on eBay. They go for three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars. The Alfred figure is very rare, hard to find. They still had it at the original selling price of one hundred and seventy five dollars now. And it was like way in the back of the store, too. So it was kind of like a hidden gem. And here's the thing. That's a lot of money. That's not like a light like like that's not a light purchase. That's a significant purchase. Um, But on the scale of light purchase to barge, it leans towards barge. It leans towards barge. It definitely does. Leaning towards barge. We need us like we need some sort of chart. (laughs) It leans towards barge. I 100 percent would like to have a scale of like small purchase, light purchase to barge. Yeah, there's a couple times. And it's affected by how little money you have and how many bills you have coming up. Exactly. Like there's a couple times where somebody in group therapy will post like a VHS tape from Goodwill. They're like, I barged today. And in my head, I'm like. Mm-hmm. And depending on how little they had, it could be a barge. Yeah, if you only have six bucks to your name, that's a barge. That's a barge. But, you know, I'm just kidding. I, I, do, I like what Chris Stewart does. He does like the dad barge. He's like, I'm going to go to a toy show and buy like the complete series of some like sci-fi show nobody's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's my dad barge. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun for us. Um, 
let me get to the point here. I bought the Batcave because I was like, you know what? I'm collecting this line. And even if this is the last thing I buy in this line, which it clearly won't be, I should have this. Yeah. Right? You need yeah. it. And do you, you guys, do you guys like it? Yeah, I love it. I think you should talk about um, what happened when you brought it home and how difficult it was for you to get it set up. Because that was a lot of fun. I was hoping we didn't talk yeah, about I think we should part. probably talk about the entire experience. Um, my toy room went from very clean and organized to a complete disaster in literally five minutes. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. awful. And Jake... There was a point at which I just stopped coming in to check on you and I would hear things falling. My entire line of Maddie Collector Ghostbusters figures fell multiple times. I'm talk- I, was sitting, I was sitting in the living room and I heard them keep like... It was like every five minutes, yeah. it would just be a loud I think fall. It and it got to the point where I was like, "Should I stand at the door and just film because I know I'll catch yeah. all of this falling and it might make good content?" But then I just felt bad for you. I think by far that of all the things going on in the world, that Craig was probably dealing with the most stress inside of the toy yeah. room at that point. Sure, it really was this crisis. I couldn't believe that the quarantine and my Maddie Collector Ghostbusters figures were happening simultaneously. I could have never predicted that that would be the sequence of events. Anyways, got the Batcave uh, set up. It's kind of big and it looks great, but it really doesn't fit anywhere other than on top of a Detoff, which I don't always like having play sets that up high because you can't really see them. It's not really, you know, eye level. But for now, it's great. It's set up. I love it. I was glad. Thank you to friend of the podcast, Ryan Dole. And I'll just a friend of mine, I would say. Good friend. Mm-hmm. Best. He's my best friend from Canada. Okay. Yeah. I gave him that. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. When I was about to buy it, I messaged him and I was like, hey, is this a good deal? He was like, yeah, check and make sure it has Alfred. And I'm like, it's sealed. I'm like, I don't know how I can do that. <laughs> 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 but that's where I asked the guy in the front. I was like, is this? This isn't resealed or anything. And he didn't really answer me. He just gave well, us because what does he know? He gave mm-hmm. us a big speech about how Bruce Wayne was the most <laughs> eligible bachelor in the Batman That's universe. No, yeah. his exact quote was, he goes, you're going to have to get all the female Batman characters to sneak into the Batcave and check on Bruce. <laughs> and I was like, OK, Am please I? elaborate. Good, sir. It was fine. Yeah. So that was it. That was um. That was a good. Uh, that was a good trip. That was a good way to kick off the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, you came home and uh, immediately put together Godzilla, and then he kind of. It was like Elf on the Shelf. It was just in different points of the house throughout the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to put them together because I wanted to see it. But then it's like we had other people at the house. Uh, I was scared it was going to fall. There's there's uh, uh, a, a growing number of cats. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I just I had to keep moving it. <laughs> um, and uh, so that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, it was fun. Uh, my br- here's the other thing. My birthday was this week. My birthday mm-hmm. was Monday, but I knew we were going to be busy with filming and all sorts of other stuff. And I, d- I didn't know if I'd get a chance. And normally I go to Toylanta, which is the big Atlanta toy show, which is the weekend after my birthday. But we had found out that it is uh, canceled because of everything going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't, I wasn't going to have a chance to go out and do a birthday barge. So I, so I got a bat cave immediately after saying I was done yeah, with Batman. But, but first of all, though, hold on. We're going to, we're going to get, that's not your birthday barge though. Oh no, 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 no. That was you just... have another birth. We both have done some bar. I, I also like <clears throat> uh, right before this weekend started, I, I finally bought that Godzilla figure that, 
I feel like I've been talking about for years. Oh my God. The one that's been on your Christmas wish list for like two years. Yeah. It's been on my Christmas list for two years. And I was sitting at home one night and I was researching all the different versions of it. There's like, I think there's five different versions and I was just looking for them on eBay, trying to see if I can figure a deal out. And I just fucking bought one. And now it's mine. And I don't know how long it's going to take. It's coming from like Japan. So it's going to take a while to get here, but uh, hopefully I don't know what the fucking shipping is happening with all that right now and what's going on, but you'll get it eventually. Yeah. But I bought it and it's, it's coming. Yeah. You made a move on it. That's good. That feels good. It feels good to make a move. Craig, now you've got to tell me. It does, but I, it it does feel good. But also as soon as I bought it, I was like, well, do I want to get the other versions of it now? And Uh, there's multiple variants. Yeah. It's really cute. I really like it. Um, Mm -hmm. real quick before we move on, are you for your X plus Godzilla? How, what is your display set up with that? No clue yet. Right now it's just on the table in my living room and I'm liking it right there. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I haven't figured it out. I think I'm going to move some, I think I'm going to have to move some stuff around in a detoff because I I did. Well, what I I imagine you came home today, quiet, sat down with your Godzilla at the table, looked at it and said, well, I saw an alligator down the road. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) It's also sitting right in front of me right now, along with the other two Godzilla toys that I bought over the weekend. But I I imagine it's probably going to go on the top of the detoff. I just got to get in there and figure it out. Gotcha. Abby, what were you going to say? I was just going to ask what your other barge was. So there's a couple things going on. I I can kind of run through those. Um, We did go to a second store I think it's owned by the people who own Dave's comics. It's in Noonan, Georgia. I didn't pick up anything that day. Jake, you were checking out more X plus, but you ended up picking up some other Godzilla figures. Is that correct? Yeah. I wanted to see what other X plus they had, but they have, it's all the same ones. Uh, but they had these Godzilla figures that I've had my eye on. They're these small little, um, they're called deformation King Godzilla figures, but they're, they're like uh, there's this thing in the in the Godzilla toy world where you can buy a Godzilla toy and they call them super deformed. And it's just where they like they'll have real big heads. They'll be kind of cute or something. Um, OK, like and a stylized what, figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're stylized. They call them super deformed figures, but they're just stylized. And uh, they had um, uh, this uh, specific company has put out three. They put out a Godzilla they put out a Godzilla where he's like melting down the burning Godzilla and then a King Ghidorah and they had two of the three. So I bought them. Hell yes. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Um, That's a satisfying barge. I like that you were chasing them for a while. It's very good. I mean, well, I, I saw them when we were in New York and I remember like kind of wanting to buy them while we were in New York, but looking them up and being like, Oh, these are not very expensive. I can, I can get these at any point. And then they just happen to have them. Right. Cool. Um, so, okay, a couple of things. Last week after, so when all the stuff was starting to unfold last week and it was like a panic situation, I posted about this in group therapy. I made a panic barge purchase. I bought a, <laughs> I bought a, uh, a Winston, uh, real Ghostbusters Ecto Glow figure in mm-hmm. package. And, uh, if you go to yes, have some Instagram page, you could see, uh, see what happened yeah. with that. Yep. I opened it. I opened the Ecto Glow figure. God forbid. People are mad at me. Like yeah, literally a couple, like some people are kind of have are like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. People, you're crazy. But one guy, 
literally a stranger was like, you're a fucking idiot. That's what he said to me. <laughs> that's what he said to me. Over Dude, a fucking toy. At least that's a nice distraction from everything else going on in the world. And No, like, it's not. I'm, Wolf Blitzer's going to talk about it on CNN tonight. Breaking <laughs> news out of Atlanta. <laughs> Latest update. Uh-huh. Uh, Craig opened the toy. Craig Dude, op- you opened it up. Here's I'm a loose collector and d- real talk. The, the packaging was not in great shape. It was actually coming off the bubble in the back. Um, when I opened it, I was not planning on the figure completely falling out uh, of the package to the floor. That was not like a fun thing I did. Like, oh, maybe I'll almost break it and piss people off. <laughs> That's not what my plan was. Um, but I'm collecting the entire Real Ghostbusters collection loose. The Ecto, We've talked about this a million times. The Ecto Glow figures were very late in the line, mostly hit clearance stores. The people that bought them bottom and did not open them. So to find loose, complete ectoglow figures, they're just, it's one of the rare cases in toys where the loose complete ones are actually more rare than the ones in package, not more valuable. Rarity and value are, are two completely different things. I, by opening it have created an even more desirable and rare piece of Ghostbusters memorabilia. That's how I rationalized it in my head. It doesn't matter. I've opened it. It's mine forever. I've got it next to Egon. My plan is I don't want to buy Lewis and Ray and Peter on card and open them. I don't want to. But if things keep going the way they are. You might have to. I might have to. Dude. I might. Well, it's so dumb. That's my. I might um, have to do it. Whatever you got to tell plan Is to open and order as many mini figures, like mystery figures, um, specifically Smiskies. I'm going to do a whole series. So just announcing that now. It's a good time. Smiskies are technically ectoglow figures. <laughs> they're they they're technically the St. Patrick's Day figures because um, they're green when they glow in the dark. So that was cute. one little uh, barge um, I did. And then what? Uh, I, I think, I don't know if I talked about it last week. I picked up the uh, TMNT Technodrome and uh, Party Wagon. I, I had to talk about it last week. Um, so I got those on the shelf. And so I've been like, Jake, you know this, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line from Playmates is extensive. It's very big. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. lot of, there's just a lot. And it's really kind of overwhelming to figure out what you want to collect. So I basically have been breaking it down into, I really want the movie star turtles. That came out when Secret of the Use came out. I really wanted the Toon Turtles and I really want the Universal Monsters Turtles. Those are like the three sets I really want to complete. They can get Uh pricey. They can be rare. Um, I've been looking up the Toon Turtles. I've almost uh, pulled the trigger a couple times on, you know, the Turtles themselves aren't very expensive, but the side characters like the Channel 6 uh, news characters like Vern and Irma, um... And uh, the neutrinos, mm-hmm. uh, th- those those are all pretty expensive and not that, e- again, not very easy to find loose and complete. Long story short, I'm scrolling through eBay last night, feeling stressed about the world. Boom. There's a guy who's got the complete line of 13 Toon Turtles figures, min condition, loose, complete, had a best offer, did a little bit of haggling, birthday barge complete. Very exciting. Damn. Very exciting, nice. but I don't have them yet. So when those come in, I'll do a video, talk about them in more detail, cool. but that's kind of a barge. That's a big haul. 13 yeah. figures, 13 figures, one vehicle. Um, and you know, I just never gave up hope. I never <laughs> quit searching tune turtles a lot <laughs> yeah. on eBay. When you saw your guys, you just 
saw chills. I had chills mm-hmm. when I saw my Toon Turtles coming down Fifth <laughs> Avenue. Um, but they're great, and I'm excited. And I've been, you know, I've been talking about those for a while. And now, um, both Ryan Dole and our friend uh, Bobby Eighties immediately their response was, "Well, you need the news van." Yeah, you it's need not it. complete. You have the news van, <laughs> which is rare. It's the blue news van. That's a rare. It's like a five or six hundred dollar uh, vehicle. I can't well, get you that. Find it. Not during a Wanna? pandemic. Especially well, during uh-huh. a pandemic. I think that's what we're saying. We should all make unnecessary purchases right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like while you're listening to the podcast, I was going to challenge you to do a purchase a barge right now live. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Maybe by the end of the show. People are going to be like, these <laughs> fucking people. We start off the show by going, Abby lost her job. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then just purchase something. Buy something. New. I'm fine. Buy I would it. like to correct that. And yeah, I know a lot of people are going through shit. So it is like, yeah. So we should buy something. So you should buy something. <laughs> Even if it's like a really cheap minifigure or something. Get, okay. get yourself something. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. The birthday right. barge continues. Yeah. Uh, Jake, have you picked up anything else lately? Um, let's see. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think the Godzilla stuff over the weekend was the big, that was pretty much it. Okay. Cool. Um, we had, um, zombie sailor from zombie sailors toys on Instagram on the podcast a couple uh, weeks ago, uh, talking about Congo. He got these huge cases of unopened Congo figures. They are not for sale yet. Um, they were stolen by uh, an angry gorilla who uh-huh. he's been chasing down for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully, hopefully yeah, we all have problems. We all have it. Uh, we all have <laughs> things we deal with. Hopefully, zombie sailors, uh, Congo figures will be returned. And that was like also very much first world. I was like, put us down for two complete sets of <laughs> shipping boxes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. dude, there's a there's a um, there is a a Ninja Turtles Channel Six news van in you, the box. What are you doing on eBay me? right now? Why is this happening? It's eight hundred and fifty dollars. Is there a best offer? Uh, yeah. Oh fuck! We didn't even talk about the almost barge that happened in the middle of filming the proton pack. Wait, what? Oh, the a- the the accidental barge. <laughs> There's the quarantine. Bar- so, okay. uh, Jake, give the, uh, cause I gotta get a sip of water. Give the, the, the setup here. <clears throat> uh, so somebody had posted online a link to an eBay, um, listing of a proton pack. And I think the original, uh, uh, source of posting it was kind of making fun of it cause it wasn't the best looking pack. And, um, the listing said worn by Bill Murray. And it was like, this is obviously not a screen used proton pack but then upon like closer inspection um the the ghostbusters community have kind of realized at the same time like this is a universal studios pack it was found at a storage unit in hollywood um uh there was some we craig you did some like uh talking to some other uh community members i think you messaged uh, dan harshman just trying to figure out if it was le- like a legit uh universal studios ghostbusters pack which we came to the conclusion it was right yeah it was um you know they used to have uh the the ghostbusters would go out and interact with people like costume characters at universal studios florida and hollywood and then there was like there was always some sort of like there was a stage show they had the beetlejuice show at at one point wayne brady was a ghostbuster uh they had the extreme ghostbusters so there's different versions of the packs that have been seen um but yeah it was definitely a universal studios pack and they were asking a thousand dollars or best offer. 
And Jake was like, well, you need it. <laughs> I was like, no, you need it. <laughs> and you were like, you were like, no, listen, it's a Ghostbusters collectible that's rare. It's, uh, you know, it's a proton pack. It's a Universal Studios item. Like we've got a logo for Yes, I Have Some Podcast that's based on Universal Studios, Florida. You need it. You know, it's it, like it, it did. It did, cr- it did cross my mind to also try to buy it. I was like, you know, even like this. There aren't many people who have those. It is a cool thing, but I would rather have talked you into buying it. I'm envisioning something because we've talked about having like a group um, therapy hangout thing. I think we need to figure out a way to have people telling us, like challenging us to buy things on eBay or like, I don't know. I'm just I'm envisioning something where it's like we buy you tell us what to buy. It's like a live barge. That this sounds insane. I love it. I do too. We'll, we'll, we'll hold interact with. We'll barge. shoot bottle rockets out of our mouths. Cool. Um. So it was a thousand dollars our best offer, and I was like, "Well, let me. I'm just going to offer three hundred bucks and see what happens." You never know, right? Mm-hmm. And it declined it immediately, and that is one thing that pisses me off. I don't like that. I don't like the. I was like, "Oh, you think you're so good? You think your dumb Universal Studios Proton Pack is so cool that you just have a price in mind?" You just found it in a storage locker, Mr. American Picker. And now you think you're going to be <laughs> video Bob going on Pawn Stars selling a $5,000 shitty proton pack. Yeah, I said it. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, it was declined. Your offer got declined. So I was like, well, let me offer. Let me see how high I can go. I said 400. So you're laughing at me. We're joking. We're like in between setups on the shots, eating donuts, just doing our own thing. And then I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> you go what happened i was like it accepted my offer and you were like shit how much did you offer and i was like six hundred dollars and then john your cape is just shaking his head he's like you you guys are idiots like he's like he's like a very like prepared person very meticulous probably has a monthly budget that he sticks to and you and me are like you're like we're like beavis about it. you're like uh, dare you to buy that expensive proton pack? Like, <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyways, I got really stressed because it was going to be like an accidental barge, and I would have been really excited to have it, but I'm sure that excitement would have worn off in like a day, and I would be like, oh, this isn't something I really wanted. It's a lot of money. Um, the listing ended up going away. It ended up uh, getting. I think they took it down. Yeah, your your offer didn't get accepted, and it either they either accepted a higher offer or took it off. Right, line. right, right. I have a feeling they started figuring out like, Oh, this is something people maybe would want to pay a lot of money for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So it, it's gone. I'm glad I didn't get it. I don't, I don't, it's really great and it's very cool and it'd be cool to have. It's a great discussion piece and a yeah. cool thing to put in a display case. But, and of course, Abby, the enabler, I was like, Hey, don't be mad, but I accidentally just, offered $600 on a Universal Studios Proton package. She's like, you got to get that thing, man. Get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually bummed right now hearing you retell the story about not getting it because, yeah, that that's such a good feeling, though. It's scary when you get the, like, acceptance on your offer, but that sucks that it got taken down, man. And I'm also a weird toy collector in the sense that there's a couple things I really need. Like, there's two Bill and Ted figures that I just need to complete the whole Kenner line, and they're both fairly affordable and i just for whatever reason won't pull the trigger on them like we're just weird and jake i wanted to before we move on i wanted to talk about some of our collecting habits that we noticed this week um you know how we're both 
all three of us have like psychotic OCD tendencies. Yeah, I was like, that's delayed gratification. I think on like if you're waiting to buy things that you know will be fun to buy later, you don't want to yeah. buy them now. Kind of. So I, um, two things. I'm rearranging my toy room at one point and I'm moving all of my vintage Star Wars figures to this glass case across the room. And Jake points to some newer three and three fourth Star Wars figures. Did I say Star Wars? That's what I meant. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If I didn't say yeah. And you're like, why don't you put these over there? It'll look good. And I was like, well, those are new. They're not vintage. And you were like, who cares? And I was like, I was like, my, my brain won't let me do that. <laughs> like it just won't. My brain cares. My brain I will literally be asleep at night going, I got to get the old figures away from the new figure. <laughs> it's like when Ryan Dole was like, why don't you put your vintage Star Wars figures in the barge? And I was like, why would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> they don't go there. Um, but, and then I'm like, God, Jake thinks I'm like crazy probably. But then Abby, oh, you barged on eBay with your, uh, your, your next gen VHS collection. Yeah, it is. Uh, we bought on um, a next Star Trek Next Generation VHS. I think the entire first season. I think more. I don't know. It's like maybe 20 more tapes. than that. If you were to get every, yeah, was it's, a, it's twenty tapes, but it's probably like an episode of tape. Half right? an episode. Of what tape. I wanted, they had a whole lot of. I think every Star Trek, um, like the original series and Next Generation, possibly more like Deep Space Nine, etc. But the collection of VHS tapes like filled up an entire room. It was like enormous. Yeah. And if you've ever seen uh, the next generation VHS, they're like in cool, like clamshell cases. They're They're very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I open the box and they're all sealed. And Jake looks at me and goes, "Ugh, I'd be so annoyed if those were sealed. And in my head, I'm like, I'm and this is exactly what I thought. And then Jake, you explain what it meant. I thought Jake was going, Oh, it would be so annoying to have to like take the plastic off each one of those tapes. (laughs) That's what I thought you meant. And in my head, I was like, it's really not that hard. I actually kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, But that's not what Jake, what did you mean? That's not what I meant. I I meant like if I buy a tape like that and it's sealed, I'm not going to open it. I don't want (laughs) to, I I have some VHS tapes that I've bought and uh, you know, they're sealed and they're going to stay that way. Like if it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like buying a vintage toy in its packaging. If it's sealed, unless it's like destroyed, it's going to stay that way. And, and I'll just buy another copy of it or something. And I know you guys are buying those to watch them, which I would be too, if I was buying. like, nobody really wants to collect VHS tapes in plastic to unopen, but it's like an OCD thing or something. It's some kind of compulsion where like, if I own it, or someone gives it to me and it's in the packaging or the wrapper, I'm going to leave it in that. I don't, I can't open it. So I think for me, like if they were like, there are some VHS tapes that are like rare and they're worth more. It has nothing. This has nothing to do with thinking they're worth more or anything. It's just strictly a like, Oh cool. This is in, it's in its original pack. It was never opened. That's cool to me. I like it like that. It, it's like it, an it, unwritten code for you to not open it at that point. when you Yeah. Like that. And if I, and if I had ordered a giant box, of Star Trek, the next generation tapes to watch, not knowing they were sealed and they showed up sealed. I'd be like, cool. Not watch. Can't, I guess I'm not watching any of these. Yeah. Jake doesn't want to alter the past with like opening things like that. I get it. It's cool. Speaking of opening figures, uh, I'm looking at the back of the Ecto glow, uh, packaging, um, which is not because you ripped it apart. And no, it's it. in, it's fine. It looks good. Um, 
And it's got the advertisement for the Ecto Glowcopter, which we know never was released. Uh, mm-hmm. Imagine being a kid and be like, Mom, get to Kmart, Walmart, Target, anywhere that sells Ghostbusters. <laughs> Find me the Ecto Glowcopter, or I'm getting legally emancipated like Macaulay Culkin did with his family. Because you're hoarding all my movie money. She wouldn't find it. Never came out. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I did get a couple other random real Ghostbusters stuff I've been posting on Instagram. I did get Nasty Neck and uh, Terror Terror Tongue. Uh, yep. Yep. Which uh, are cool, really cool figures and uh, getting close on that line. Very exciting. So, yeah, some really good barging. Very good. Good stuff. A lot of barging this weekend before we realized it might be a smarter idea to not be spending your money in a a crisis. I'll say this. I want to see where we're at in three weeks. If in three weeks it's like, oh, this is not going away anytime soon, I'm probably going to go into lockdown mode. Yeah. (laughs) Sell some stuff or I'm not gonna sell anything. I'm not selling shit. (laughs) Sell some of these cats. Hey, listen. Before we move on and start talking about some of the Star Wars and some of these digital movie streaming and everything, I want to let everybody know about Yes Have Some Group Therapy, which is the official Facebook group of Yes Have Some Podcast. Abigail, will you let everybody know? Yeah, I'd love to. About that thing that I just talked about. I'd love it if everyone listening would join our group because it's awesome. Um, it's called Yes Have Some Podcast Group Therapy. Just enter that on Facebook and you'll find us and ask to join. It's a closed group. We keep it that way so that the content can be high quality um, and we can monitor conversations. So go ahead and join up. Don't post memes once you get inside. Go ahead and post about the stuff that we're talking about. Unless you're Craig and it's your birthday and you get to make your own meme. I can put a fucking meme anytime I want. Here's the thing. We make the rules. We do whatever we want. If we want a meme, we'll put it in there. If we want to take your meme down, we'll take it down. But overall, (laughs) it's a very fun, safe space for you to talk about your shit. Hey, so twice in the last week, we've Ryan Dole's taken down somebody's meme and I've messaged him about it. And he tried, he was like, Oh, are you going to message me every time I take down a meme? And I was like, <laughs> I'm only messaging you because people are messaging me and Jake. They're not messaging Adam. Yeah. They're like, Why did you know I, I got, I got a. I got the questions too from two, probably the, I guess the same two people, but they were asking. One of them wasn't even a meme. One of them was like, it was just something else. And it was like, Hey, uh, does this go against the rules? It was taken down. And I'm, and I was like, uh, I have no idea. I didn't do it. it, In my head, I'm like, Ryan did that. Wait, (laughs) here's uh, the thing. Also, you don't care. Like we don't care. Yeah. We care, but not not like Ryan cares. He's the meme czar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. SARS. We, we've yeah. considered we, having we a meme him, day or a no, meme hour at like 2 a.m. No, on a Tuesday. We, <laughs> or you can here's post the thing. Memes. Yeah. Here's the thing. Meme we purge. gave Ryan that power. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we gave Ryan that power. Mm-hmm. And we trust Ryan with that power. We do. Yeah, I stand um, behind and Ryan. We don't want that power. And you know, we could strip it away if we wanted to. If we but, had to. Uh, he's going he's gonna to take your memes down. So just yeah. deal with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this. He takes them. And he folds them into like a tiny little memes. Yeah. He puts them in his little front pocket. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's got a little, got a little meme origami thing. Meme he's like, later. oh, dude, I'm going to put these memes in my pocket. <laughs> and I'm going to make some tea and I'm going to put it in a tea kettle. Oh, my God. Dude, that's what he makes his tea out of. <laughs> he makes tea out of memes. Yeah. He dries oh, his memes out. He's like, and oh, dude. He sleeps them. 
Meme tea. He's like, those fucking people with their memes. Their fucking memes taste so good in my tea. (laughs) (laughs) Just making fun of it. No, we're not. I love that. We love that's what he that's what he does. I love that. Meme tea? Dude, I had a I video, what do you call the thing? FaceTimed with Ryan. I was in bed. Yeah. FaceTiming with Ryan Dole the other night. Yeah. He's working from home. He's doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. At home. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh thank we you. We all are at this point. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So there's a bug on me. The fuck? I'm sick of this town. Was that video? Mm. Anyways. All right. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So Let's talk about some of the goings on in the movie industry right now. Um, I kind of want to just have a loose discussion uh, about this, and then we'll talk about Rise of Skywalker a little bit. Uh, Universal Pictures announced that starting this Friday, they're going to be streaming some of their in-theater offerings, including The Invisible Man, um, (laughs) Trolls World Tour. All right. Abby's favorite. It's the Trolls. I love it. You know, I'm part of the band now. I know. I saw it. You and I both. Oh, damn. I quit that band. Um, So they're the first major movie studio to do this. Uh, Warner Brothers announced that the Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, whatever they call it, whatever they're calling it these days, uh, that movie is going to be available early for streaming. Disney put Frozen 2 on Disney Plus. And then there's all these movies getting pushed back, like Black Widow's delayed. The new James Bond's delayed. Anything coming out in the next two months is delayed. The theaters are closed right now. So this could be something that we see more of. I just wanted to get everybody's general feelings. I know we all love going to the movie theater to see a movie, but if that is not an option, let's say July rolls around, things aren't really getting better. Ghostbusters Afterlife is now going to be available for streaming in your house on day one instead of being able to go to a theater. Jacob Walsh, how are you going to take that? No, that's (laughs) a no for me. Yeah. Listen, so like, first of all, Um, what they're doing now currently, because like, I I get it, you know, having to close down everything and and putting the movies straight online, that is fine. I think that is fine, but it's also very dangerous and I'm okay with it happening now because there's like a pandemic and people can't go to the movies. But once this pandemic is over, they have already opened this door to putting their movies directly online. And I think they're going to keep doing it. I think that is going to like, there are a lot of people who are scared that that's just going to become the new normal and it's going to be the decline of the fucking movie theater. And I don't want that. Like I love seeing movies in the movie theater. I'll watch a movie that I might not usually care to see because it's in a movie theater. Like it's, that's a fun environment. Mm -hmm. It's cool to see it very big. Like, like, It's just that is I like it. I love going to the movies. I don't want to like I don't want this to be the start of a future where it's like movie theaters become rare because studios just put that shit out straight on the TV. That's not what I want. I don't want to sit home and watch Ghostbusters three for the very first time ever on my shitty TV. I want to see it on the biggest fucking screen possible as loud as they will make it in the dark. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. You're, that's all. Uh, it's like, I haven't really thought about that. Um, I'm just hoping that all this stuff clears up before then. But I mean, the only saving grace I could think of is like home viewings and having your friends over. If you have a home theater or like projecting it on your wall well, or something. Like, yeah. But none of, us, 
but none of us have that. None of us do that. Like, that's not a thing that normal people do that. Like, no, do you guys have friends over to watch movies? No, no. Me. Once, you know, and like, it's not like, it's just, that's not the kind of environment or yeah. like, like no matter how amazing it is, it t- deflates it a lot to like, just be sitting in your living room watching. And it you know what pisses the me the fuck off? This pisses me right off Lloyd. What movie? Dumb and dumber streaming available now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know plenty of people who are content and this is so strange to me and I'm not going to, I don't want to be the kind of person who's like, well, those people don't aren't real movie fans, but I know plenty of people who are content watching a new movie they've never seen before on their iPhone or their iPad uh, with, you know, with headphones yeah. on laying well, in bed. And it's, well, here, it, it's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Well, Craig, you, you might not say it, but I'm going to say it. Those people aren't real movie fans. You can't, you cannot enjoy a movie to its full extent on a fucking iPhone. Like if you're watching it on your iPhone because you've seen it a million times or you don't really care, fine. But you're not watching something. You're not, you're not watching a movie that you love or you really care about for the first time on your iPhone. You're just not, that's not a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so this is kind of a new reality though. And Jake, you, you brought up a few points you know, Invisible Man was doing really well in the theaters. They're going to put it uh, available for streaming Friday, and there's going to be a couple new releases that go up for streaming soon. And if they do really well, I don't think it's going to be a... Like, here's the thing. If this pandemic goes on for six months, like, people are going to be so eager to go back out. I feel like, you know, if movie theaters are able to reopen, like, it's going to... There's going to be a boom. People are... Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what... The silver yeah, but it's not be. my I'm not saying that it's going to be like an immediate thing. But before this pandemic happened, uh, there already had been rumors that certain studios had been looking into doing this before before there was a reason, you know, before the reason was people can't go to the movie theaters. This was already something that was kind of going to right, happen. Right, right. And I'm not saying that. Um, if they do that this Friday, then that's just it for movie theaters, but it is going to be the start of like probably a long, you know, like movie studios, they just copy each other. Like one studio does it one, you know, the, if it goes well for them, then another studio is going to do it. And then another studio is going to start doing that kind of, and and maybe movies will still go into the theater, but just also be available online. And it'd be like, you know, the way they're going to look at it is like, oh, well, if people are going to go to the movies and pay money, but they'll also buy it on TV, then we'll do both. But it just feels like it could be a slippery slope to like a just like a long decline. For right. The movie well, it'd be really bad because if they figure out like, oh, we can make just as much money going direct to the consumer without the middleman of the movie theater, that that will be that would be bad because it's all going to be financially driven. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I movie, think movie theaters already don't make a lot of money. Right, right. Yeah. They've had to scramble to like adapt and make it like the seats more comfortable yeah. offering. We're going to have to have people, like, uh, people complain. People complain about how much concessions are, but that's how movie theaters make like 90% of their money. We're going to have yeah. to, it's going to be, we're going to be streaming new movies in our living room and have to hire like 16 year old kids from like Fayetteville middle school to come give us popcorn in a very slow manner. Yeah. No sense of urgency at all. I want a long line. I want some ridiculous merch available. Yeah. It's like, I'll take a $30 t-shirt. It's like 10 sizes too big. 
as of right now, I have like, you know, I have a, a pretty big TV. You guys know because it's your old TV, yeah. but it, it's not like, you know, it's not super fancy. It's just a, it's just a TV. But if they're, if they take the movie theaters away from us, I feel like that would be, I would be like, okay, well now I'm going to spend a ridiculous amount of money on the biggest, the biggest nicest, TV, right. loudest TV I could, could have. Right. If I, if yeah. I can't have this in a theater, I'm going to want to recreate it as much as I can in my house. And, and yeah, some, pe- theater. some people were saying maybe the more specialized theaters would thrive and traditional theaters would die. Like, you know, independent theaters would still exist or like the full service, um, you know, I mean, the big guys that listen, what we do is yes, have some saves the theater and we get a GoFundMe to just buy one theater to play the movies that we want just for us. Yeah. It's like an Alamo draft house thing, but just with yes, have yes, some, have some draft movies. House. Yeah. With draft, <laughs> draft, A&W, 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 and Dr. Pepper. Oh, cool. YHS draft house is showing Leprechaun four again. again. Cool. Uh, Dude, that's tight. <laughs> Rocky five every Tuesday. Look, Candyman's on again. <laughs> hey, listen, let me ask this though. Let's say this shit's still going on in July and the option is we get to see Ghostbusters streaming at home or it's delayed a year. What would you pick? Fuck. That is such a fuck. That's a, that's a I tough would, call. That's such a fuck. That is such a fuck right there. Um, I yeah, would say delay uh, it. I would rather wait I to think see it I in the movie too. theater. Yeah, honestly. It deserves a theater release where there's a lot of people. I want a red carpet. I'd like to be out there amongst the actors and like be in LA. I'm going to say something to you guys right now. If that were to happen, I would be booking a theater. I would be like calling theaters like, Hey, we will rent out your space. We are projecting it on your screen. Right. I want those 16 year old kids with the slow popcorn delivery. Yeah. (laughs) And there's only three. I want to see their parents drop them off (laughs) and wait for them while I'm still getting my popcorn. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a weird time and it, it sucks we're even having this discussion. But on the flip side, while we're kind of stuck inside and quarantined and all that, I am very much willing to pay that $20 to rent um, invisible, anything invisible other than man Ghostbusters on. Afterlife. Here, here's yeah. a question. Is it $20? I thought I read that somewhere too, that it will be $20, which is ridiculous because you can just buy the movie for $20. Well, you won't. That's the thing. You're not going to be able to buy Invisible Man Friday. It's going to be right, rent- rental here, only. So like you, so you, it's rental only, but that's more money than it costs to go to the theater. Well, like what, why is it an upcharge? Well, because they're figuring like if a family of four goes to the movies, that's 10 or 12 bucks okay. a person. They're figuring, but I'm not a family of four. I'm one person that you wants have to, to watch fill out a form? universal that I want to watch. I also want to watch the hunt that is going to be put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you have a uh, $40? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there that's, should be a zero dependent price. Wait, also, like so if it's much, just you, that's too expensive. Is your local theater yeah. closed? Listen, I'm no. I'm <laughs> listen. <laughs> I'm, <go. laughs> I know, but what I'm but what I'm saying is like, not only it doesn't make sense to be like, hey, um, yeah, you get to watch it in your home, but you're watching it in a subpar uh, theater, right, 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 right. a subpar yeah. experience. But we're gonna charge you more for it. Yeah. That yeah. is shitty. That is shitty. They should do things at a discount, especially right now. Because I can't what- believe what Universal Studios is doing. First, they put in that damn Fast and the Furious ride. Yeah. That we had to uh. see twice because Jake didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. And now this. <laughs> um, it'll be crazy. I don't know. The next couple months are gonna be wild. Uh we will keep everybody up to date with things uh like this. 
there's not a whole lot of movie news happening right now other than productions are shut down, movies are getting delayed. We're all hoping that by July some of this <coughs> is cleared up. And look, probably not going to have a premiere. Like, let's just face it. Oh, yeah, probably not. Probably not going to have a premiere. But I'd like to be able to sit down in a comfortable seat, you know, with my gas mask on <laughs> and my oxygen tank and just watch Ghostbusters Afterlife <laughs> the way it was meant to be watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Six feet away from everyone else. <laughs> cool. That's going to be the new theater scene. I actually have no problem with social distancing. I've been doing it for a long time. I kind of think it's going to be nice to to get away from people a little bit. Yeah. I would like to see a movie with just me and no one around me. Mm-hmm. If you could rent out like an entire theater just for one person to watch movies, I would do that. You would. Mm-hmm. That would be a bar. That'd be a solo barge. Mm. Speaking of solo, that's not a good Star Wars movie. Let's talk about Star Wars. Um, one of the things that happened uh, over the weekend was they released uh, the rise of Skywalker on digital a couple days early. Um, we all watched it. Jake and I finished it. That was my third viewing. Jake, that was your second, correct? Uh-huh. And I think we all just kind of wanted to have a, a general discussion about wh- how we're feeling about Star Wars uh, right now. I know when I saw Rise of Skywalker uh, in theaters, I, I really enjoyed it uh, both times. <laughs> Obviously, you know, you're caught up in the hype and and it's the, the end of the Star Wars Skywalker saga. And there's a lot of emotions. Jake, you, you were very sad after you saw it the first time what uh what were your initial thoughts on that second viewing there were definitely um there there are definitely some times that still made me emotional watching it um and i i still enjoy it i think there's some really great stuff in it i love all the emperor stuff the battle with the emperor at the end is very great but also on like finishing the viewing it's hard to – I think it's a good movie, and I, I was happy with the direction after The Last Jedi. But also because of what happened with The Last Jedi and because there are things in that movie that we know were put in you know, to try to, like, quote, fix The Last Jedi. And we knew that there was all this weird shit happening behind the scenes. It kind of messes with it. A, a little bit for me. And it, and it, and it feels like we finish it. And like me and you had a conversation where we were like, Hey, you know what? This movie is great, but also, uh, force awakens the, is the best movie in this trilogy. And it's the first one, you know, like it, it, it got worse and then it got better, but force awakens is the best one. And it never, the trilogy never reaches that emotional level again. Mm-hmm. And that's a bummer. Like, that's a bummer. It's the last Star Wars movie. It's the end of the Skywalker saga. And it's like, you know, it's cool. It's cool. But like, uh-huh. there's there's some weird feelings yeah. mixed in. There's sort of because like, I know, Jake, that you were emotionally affected by it the first time you saw it in the movie theater. I was also like really moved the first time. The second time for me was weird because we saw it with like the lights and strobe and uh, wind and water effects. And I got a really bad, I think I got bronchitis that time. So second viewing was a little messy for me. The first time though, I felt like, wow, this is not a perfect movie, but it's so much better than the last Jedi. And it has vibes of the force awakens. So overall I was like, this is better. This is great. But like, 
once it washed over me, this viewing that we had the three of us, it, there's some parts that maybe you feel a little empty, but like maybe emotionally and manipulated a little to where it's like, okay, I had an emotional release, but does this make sense? And did all of this, was this building towards this? Is this a really good finish to it? Um, which is kind of difficult, honestly. Jake, you, you made a really good point about, you know, we're at a time with movie making where you know so much about, (coughs) excuse me, uh, what happens behind the scenes. Uh, the turmoil, the back and forth, the hiring of Ryan Johnson, that movie not living up to potential, the di- division of the fan base, bringing back J.J. Abrams, fi- firing Colin Trevorrow, then the whole Colin Trevorrow script leaks. It's a completely different movie. And yeah, it kind of leaves you with this sense of like, no matter what, no matter how good or bad any of the one movies are in the trilogy, they did not have a plan there was not a plan in place to map out uh, meaningful character arcs for it's, the, it, the, it's confused dude. It's confusing because it seems like JJ Abrams had a plan in the beginning and you would think with something like star Wars, you would think that they would have maybe worked out like an overarching plan, but maybe just like the details would kind of like the, the, the small details, which kind of get just filled in as they went. But it definitely felt like JJ Abrams had a plan, but it's like, wait, why was JJ Abrams the only person aware of that plan? Why was the next person who came in allowed to scrap all of that? Why didn't they just hire one director for all? Why would you even bring star Wars back and say, Hey, we're going to do a new trilogy. But also we're going to give creative control to three completely different people for each film. That seems like a dumb idea. From the start, it should have been like J.J. Abrams is directing the new Star Wars trilogy like or or whoever was picked. Well, at a minimum, it should have been J.J. Abrams is directing the first one. And then like George Lucas, he's going to produce and help shepherd the story uh, from a creative standpoint right. for the next right. two And that clearly didn't happen. And listen, you can make the argument like, well, the original ones weren't planned. And like, yeah, I I get that. But it's not 1977 anymore. Like the way that story, like if you look at like what Marvel has done and the way that they're building out a universe that is coherent and you've got four or five movies in production at any one given time, all of them working together to make sure they're not overlapping or contradicting or anything. So we, we know that there are story teams at Lucasfilm being put together specifically to figure out how to roll out these stories and the force awakens. When I walked out of the force awakens, I was like, wow, we have the potential to see something really special with this trilogy. And unfortunately it just never lived up to that potential. That doesn't mean that rise of Skywalker is bad. There's some really great stuff. My biggest complaint is that it is so fast paced and breakneck. Uh, it never really slows down to have those really nice, uh, star Wars moments that you get like in return of the Jedi, where you get really good character moments. Um, between Luke and Leia or, or whatever. I mean, honestly, I thought C-3PO is the best part of this movie. Like, well, see, well, dude, C-3PO is the best part of the entire star Wars saga, but, um, Mm. he definitely is very funny. I I want to say that's a hot take, but I I agree with you. It is a hot take, but I think C-3PO has always been one of my favorite characters. He's always been funny. And then he's sort of tragic in this and he loses his memory, but he's Mm. also, he has some of the funniest lines in this movie. But um, I think my biggest problem with the story is the same issue I had the first time I saw it. And it's just that I don't 100 percent believe in Kylo's redemption. It seems I think the I think the lightsaber battle between him and Ray on top of the Death Star 
is one of the best parts in the movie. Right. It looks really beautiful. One of the things that I can say for maybe some other Star Wars movies that you definitely cannot say for this movie is there's a lot of really good lightsaber battling happening mm-hmm. in this film. There's a lot of it. And that one is one of the best. But after that scene, there's the whole redemption. And then it's kind of like Kylo disappears for a good chunk of the movie. And then he just shows up and, you know, like quickly destroys the the Knights of Ren and is it, – it, it's it's weird. It's almost as if they weren't exactly sure what to do with Kyle. Hey, let's have him kiss. No, let's have him die. Let's have him save her. Let's have him do that. Like it's weird and it seems a little rushed and pushed together. But uh, because we know everything that has happened behind the scenes and everything, we know that right. part of that is because of them having to deal with some stuff from yeah. from from Last Jedi. I I like Kylo at the beginning of this movie when he's like on a fucking mission and he's a badass and he's like fucking shit up and he's not at the beginning of this movie. He's not, you know, a, a, a Vader wannabe anymore. He's not like he's not like the dude that people are kind of making fun of. And they're like, oh, he wants to be like Vader. He's like, hey, he's just like slaughtering people. Right. And, I think, and then it's weird. I think overall, Kylo and Ray, the the completion of their story is, is pretty well executed, all things considering. I do love both of those characters and I love both those actors. <clears throat> um, it's amazing to me how much they botched Finn and Poe Dameron, who – you know, the when when Force Awakens first came out, it was like Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac and John Boyega. Like these are this is the new core three. Like this is your new Han, Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. And you are going to love these are them. meaningful people. They're like not only as it as our characters, but as actors, they're magnetic. You care about them. There was so much like hope and potential. I thought like I fell in love with that trio. And yeah, the delivery and execution and the way that where those characters are by rise of Skywalker. It's almost like, I feel like they were wasted. I think they wait. Well, Ryan, like listen, there's still things I like in the last Jedi. I think it's a beautifully shot movie. And I think there's some really cool ideas in there, but they, but it, they fucked Finn and Poe. They fucked. They them. did. I thought they were both better in this film. hundred percent. I thought both, both of them have much more things to do. They're both, they're, both of those characters are annoying in The Last Jedi. They're mm-hmm. not in this movie. The, the only thing that annoys me about Finn is that they could never seem to, you know, like it seemed like Finn and Ray were going to be together in Last Jedi. And then you got Rose and then you got a new, uh, I can't remember that character's name in Rise of Skywalker. And then he like wants to tell Ray something the whole movie that he yeah. never ends up telling her. And it's just like, where's Finn's like. He's, he's kind of all over the place. Right. What's his like? Yeah. Like, I mean, you want to talk about st- look where he started. He is a stormtrooper who is leaving the first order because mm-hmm. he he feels it within him. He's a turncoat. Yeah. And then and then he he meets Ray and they have this adventure together and he even shows some semblance of possibly being able to use a lightsaber and have some Jedi or force uh, instinct and like. Again, yeah. the potential to really execute. Which I care- think. No, go, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying the potential, so gonna, the potential I was, was lost. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that's what he's trying to tell Ray. That yeah. he has force abilities. Because, 
Yeah, because there 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 is one point where somebody asks him like, "How did you know that?" or something, and it's like it closes up on his face, and he's like, "I had a feeling," right? And it's like that kind of strictly like mirrors something they say earlier, and it's like, I think that's what they're getting at. He's trying to tell Ray that he might have some some force capabilities. But, right. Either that, or he was going to be like Ray. I. I don't know what I'm doing in this movie. I'm very confused. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have no idea. I had something to do in the beginning. And I yelled I liked your you. name a lot. Um, I, I, I'm okay with the Kylo redemption. It, it's still the kind of thing where the reason I'm okay with it is because it's, it's just built into the fabric of, of star Wars. Like this is kind of the arc that people go through. Um, uh-huh. I, I wish it was hinted at turning. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was hinted at more in the last Jedi. I wish there was moments like I know there's the scene where Kylo and Ray fight together in the throne room. But like, if you really want me to buy into that redemption, a hundred percent, you have to like, to be completely honest, like this movie felt very much like that thing that happens a lot in trilogies where you've got your first movie happens. Your second movie is completely different. And then the third movie tries to go back to the things that were in the first movie to kind of reclaim the glory. Mm -hmm. And like, the scene between Han and Kylo Ren in this movie is really great and really emotional, really well done, but there's no, you don't feel conflict within Kylo Ren in the last Jedi. There's never a time where he's reflecting on what he actually like. There's the one scene where he kind of is almost going to kill Leia, uh, but he doesn't. And it's just, it's just executed in a weird way where they were cut their backs were were in a corner they did what they could do i still think they could same thing with dark Knight rises i feel like the episode nine could have been split into two movies and you could have really drawn it out and, and told a more complete story because this felt more like boom 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 boom. we have to get a lot done we have to sew up a lot of you know loose ends we need to know about ray's uh parentage we you know we got to know why palpatine's back we got to have this redemption like there's a lot happening that's yeah. hard to do in two <clears throat> hours and 20 minutes they could have broken it into two and had the first act the first movie being all about that build up to the face-off between ray and kylo and really explain their backstory of the conflict and kylo and r- really elaborate ray's training but again it's hard to do that when you have limited footage of carrie fisher and you had a lot well, of things yeah they should have like I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think they should have just let Leia die in Last yeah, Jedi. I think I, I agree I feel with like, you. I feel like it's cool to see Leia, but also on a second viewing, on a second viewing, it's pretty obvious the lines that they had her already recorded saying and had to kind of like reverse engineer dialogue to to make it work. Um, her death scene in this movie would have been more impactful if she, like Craig has said, would have been the one to carry out the Haldo uh, maneuver. And also, like, I think Luke Skywalker is a much more important character to the story. And maybe it would have been better to have him live until the third film and let Leia go mm-hmm. in the second. I've, I like to think, you know, that episode of Seinfeld where, uh, what, uh, who is it that somebody steals Jerry's maneuver? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start I calling can't. it the Holdo maneuver. <laughs> oh, you got it's it's a counterclockwise move. Um, yeah, I, I love Carrie Fisher and I love Leia, and you know the 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 story they wrote for her in this trilogy was that she was still you know leading the resistance, leading that rebellion, doing what she has always done. 
And uh, she probably should have sacrificed herself, especially in, in light of Carrie Fisher having passed. I mean, that would have been hard, but it would have made because the thing they they tried to listen. It's impressive that they even pulled off what they pulled off. But the whole like never underestimate a droid. And every time you see her, she's just kind of standing still. Y- you can tell like as the viewer, you know what's going on. Um, I do like the flashback scene of Luke and Leia's uh, training. I thought Me that too. was really cool. I think there should, I think there should have been maybe a little more of that. I want to see a whole movie of it. Like, let's mm-hmm. do it. Um, and I, and I like the stuff with Luke as a force ghost and all that, but I a hundred percent agree that Luke should have not died in the last Jedi. Like, yeah, they, I think that I, it, it, this stuff, Luke dying and being the spark that lights the rebellion. And like that, that seems like the end of a trilogy. Like, Oh, Luke Skywalker has sacrificed himself and become, has become the legend of Luke Skywalker that will inspire people all over the galaxy. And then they're yeah. like, but nobody That's showed like up. Endgame nobody yeah. showed up to help on crate. Mm-hmm. Everybody showed up when Lando went out to get him. Yeah. And by the way, Billy D that. Williams is great in this movie. Absolutely. There were some parts that, yes, there were things like him that I really enjoyed. C-3PO was hilarious. I liked Babu Frick and all that. But there's... Yeah, hey, hey. yeah. Um, Just do it. Yeah. Joy is ready. Um, but it doesn't make up <laughs> What's he for- say? Joy is ready. That's, um, I like that. I, I like get, when he says that. Yeah. It's That's like, those fun. Are, those are all very cute, fun things that I'm happy to have in the Star Wars movie, but... It, I, don't, I felt like overall there were things that were not quite laid to rest the way that they should have been um, and things that were done strangely and that didn't really sit well with me. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird place to be, honestly, because coming out of that movie, I was like, yes, this movie fixed everything. But I don't all know I know is I'm a huge Star Wars fan and Avengers Endgame is much more emotionally impactful of a movie to me. And that's not even the end of the series. Like, that's just that's that's it. it it is what the it is. The end of an that's arc, of a planned arc. That's that just was like feel. a lot of layering well, it's and bending. A, it's, it's, a, it's not a planned arc. It's an arc reactor. Oh, yeah. Excuse oh, me. Oh, shit. Nice. Shit. So anyways, that's, um, that's you know, I'm going to watch it a bunch more. I know there's some special features. There's a documentary. J.J. Abrams did everything he could with what he had. And who knows? Maybe down the line we'll find out there's stuff he wasn't happy about. And maybe there's some truth to some of the rumors of uh, meddling and and all that stuff, we just don't know at this point. But frankly, I'm just kind of glad that saga's over and we can just move on mm-hmm. to whatever's yeah. going to be Yeah, I, w- I mean, I, I, I'll tell you the only thing, like with the, with the entire trilogy, one thing I was a little, I was hoping for and disappointed about. But it's not like, I try not to let my own, um, I try not to let my own thoughts about what I want to be in a movie bother me if it's not in the movie, but it's like, I always just wanted a little more Luke. I, I, I wanted to see Luke have an actual battle or actually have to like, how cool would it have been to have to see Luke actually face the emperor who he thought he defeated so long? You know what I mean? Like just little stuff like that. I kind of hoped for, and it wasn't quite there, but it's like, uh, I, I still like what we got. Yeah, I Hello? Feel, no, we're here. I'm <laughs> we're here. here. We're here. I, I feel like, you know, the whole thing was passing a torch to a new generation. But the thing is, is like, for, 
they're not going to really do much more with these characters. I agree more Mark Hamill, more Harrison Ford. Like how much more impact, like maybe Harrison Ford should have died in the second movie and Luke should have died. Well, in the third I, movie. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, I thought what they did with Harrison Ford was perfect. Like he's a main, he's in part one a lot. He is, he, he, he has a very, you know, heavy, real big presence in force awakens, but it should have maybe, they let you let him have the first one. And then maybe in the second one, you let princess Leia be, be the focus. And, and then maybe in the third, you do Luke, you know, yeah, that I don't makes know. sense. I'm just sad that we never got Han's funeral scene with, uh, Lando given the, uh, the eulogy. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Hey, you took my millennium Falcon, the old, whatever you would say. Just him mispronouncing Chewbacca. Hey, over Hey, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Hey, Chewie. Sorry, your dad died. Oh, I guess Hansel was not Chewbacca's dad. In my well, in my head, he is. Life no, partner. but that's what. No, but that sounds like something uh, he would say. <laughs> he would hey, Chewie. Uninformed. Sorry what about your dad? pops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Lando's gone. Bye bye. Um. Yeah, so we'll, we'll uh, you know, it's going to hit Blu-ray. I'm going to pick up the Steelbook, tear through those special features. We'll, we'll have more thoughts on... Uh, yeah, I want to watch the special features. I think that'll give me a new perspective. And, and honestly, like, this is good, thoughtful discussion. There's a lot of stuff I love in that movie. I love... Um, I don't know the name of the planet they go to when they're having... When they, they're they having that festival and then all the stuff unfolds with... Yeah. The tie That whole sequence is great. Yeah. It really is. I love the planet. I love the music and the little kid interacting with Ray. Yeah, there's good stuff in there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I like Zori, Bo- Zori Bliss and I like. Uh, yeah, love Zori Bliss. They did a good job intertwining new characters. It just it almost unfortunately felt like a little bit like too little too late. Like the last Jedi was a little bit of a punch in the gut. And uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, you can listen to my review of The Last Jedi, where I said it was my favorite movie of 2017. Yeah. I'm a psychopath. The Rise of Skywalker you is are. like the piece of the free piece of pie they give you when your meal's messed up, where it's like, this is good, but it doesn't make up for what happened. <laughs> That's such a good analogy. Thank you. It's like free pie Wednesday. All right, Pete, all the restaurants in uh, the world that are closing right now and all the servers yeah. aren't serving pie. It'd be really Hope you enjoy my analogy. I did see Georgia Ghostbusters member Nick Dayoff was at uh, the Vortex in Atlanta today. So some restaurants are still open and, and oh, good. God bless okay. them. Um, cool. Anything else on this before we uh, start wrapping up here? No. I got to get some just food. Our- yeah, Just I'm our wondering. second review, our second last, uh, our, our second Rise of Skywalker review. Well, I, that's what we do. I feel like we check in, like, after a few months after seeing a movie. It's like, how are we all still feeling about this? Mm. Usually it's a little bit different. It's tough. It's tough. Processing. Hey, I don't want Candyman to get delayed because I'm excited about that movie. Fuck. I could have done an entire episode talking about Candyman. And I think that's what we want to do with future bonus episodes is have listener suggestions. Um, I like the idea. A lot of people who are part of like group reads on Instagram, there's like a to be read jar. I like the idea of us having a to be watched jar where we submit movies that we want to watch for bonus episodes and then listeners to the show can also submit. But I think it should be like some sort of a rigorous process in order to suggest. Make it tough for everybody. You need to go and leave us a review. Yeah, but the. I like that, but I want to remind you both of something. Okay. Mm-hmm. The last time, the last time we told our Patreon, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say to give us Three a movie ninjas. to review. We had to fucking watch 
three ninjas and it was garbage. Well, I'm not saying that we, here's, here's what I'm saying, Jake, you can lift, put your hand in the suggestion jar and pull we out can the one that you want. And, right. we'll, and, you, like, and you can like put your own suggestions in so you can increase the odds of the, of the movie, gotcha. movie being better than just okay. there we go. three ninjas. Well, we'll we can say no. We can say no. Yeah, that's the and thing. And that'll be fun. We veto. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll have more information on that. Um, but if you do want to join up on the Yes, Have Some Patreon, obviously these are tough times for everybody. Um, but uh, a couple bucks a month, $5 a month gets you complete access to our archive of bonus episodes and our bonus content that we put out every month. If you do want to get in on that, you're going to go to patreon.com slash yes, have some. And we very much appreciate your support as we navigate the rough tides of 2020. What a crazy year in three months, bought a house, went to toy fair. The world ended. Mm -hmm. Things are insane. Hey, it's all good. There's still a new space jam movie coming out. We all have that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, so we've wrapped it up. We've said it all. I feel good about where we are. Stay tuned. We are going to plan, put up the, uh, the, the question in group therapy, some sort of yes, have some group therapy, virtual hangout slash show and tell that VR barge some, VR show and tell yeah, sometime in the next two weeks. It'll probably be on Google Hangouts. So get your webcams ready and uh, we'll, we'll have more information on that soon. It'll be a fun way to pass the time as we count down to Ghostbusters afterlife. Who knows what year that's coming <laughs> out, but uh, we will, we will keep, Hey, listen, if they push it back a year, that's another year of buildup. We get that's more content for everybody. <laughs> yeah. We don't even have a second trailer I yet. I like that. I like I was saying with delayed gratification, I'm I, totally okay with slow rolling it. I don't like it. I'm going to say that for my own mental health right now. I can't wait to wait another year. Oh, God. Don't yeah. say it. Um, Abigail, Jake, anything else? Nah, dude. Y'all stay positive. All right. Take walks, post stuff in group therapy. Well, interact. You can follow us on social media at YHS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us on any of your normal podcast apps. Anywhere you hear a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you like what you hear from us, have some five stars. You know every podcast is asking for those reviews, but they do help. They get us out there. The algorithms, I don't know, something happens. It's good. Mm -hmm. I just want to read about myself is what I'm saying. If you like when we talk over each other, then go ahead and give us five stars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Please stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands. If you don't need to leave your house, please don't. And we will see you next week on Yes, Have Some Podcast. Yes. Buy a toy. Keep uh, small businesses alive. eBay. Keep it up. <laughs> keep, keep eBay alive. You know, for the for uh, the small businesses, not for your own collection. Keep eBay <laughs> and PayPal alive. Yes. All right. Bye. That's all yes. we need. Bye, y'all. <laughs>